welcome to Something Unoriginal. On today's episode, we're joined by Amber Olson. We talk about her travels through Europe and the nightmares that can happen, her business, Mazico, and how to step up your nutrition game. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please like, follow, and rate the show. It helps us grow and keeps the episodes coming. Also, follow us on Instagram as Something Unoriginal Podcast so you never miss updates on the show. Thank you. All right, well, welcome in. Amber, how are you doing today? Good. It's good to have you on. I'm I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> it's uh it's exciting. You're our first female guest here, which is right new. We haven't had that yet. I'm excited. But uh yeah, we'll jump into it. We start normally with a tell me this. Okay. For reference, my friend Raul at work, he does this thing where he walks up to me, he says, Tell me this, and then gives me two options for two absolutely random things. I get no context. Okay. And you just have to pick which one you like. So your tell me this today is rain or snow. Ah, definitely rain. Okay. Now why rain? I say rain because I just got back from the Netherlands and it rained. rained it rained every day. <laughs> so in my mind, I say rain because I just bought a brand new raincoat. Okay. Ew. So I'm prepared. Nice. I like it. Rain is rain's a good one. I pick <laughs> snow myself. Why? Because I, lo- I love driving in snow really uh, yeah i love driving this he's thing. a psycho for that yeah we also have megs on the podcast today so you'll <laughs> hear little bits from her the main woman <laughs> yep um, Real deal. Ew. indeed um so yeah snow is the it just i love driving in it it's a little bit drier you don't get as wet which is nice yeah i'm not that just i mean i don't mind driving in snow but i was going up to What's that ski snowbird? I don't know. Wherever they have that spa, cliff spa. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's this part. It was snowing like crazy. And then you have to drive down like steep. And I thought I was just going to slide into no man's land, oh. into a car, into people. Like that's, I don't. That is pretty scary. Mountainous snow is bad, I guess, for driving. Yeah. But either way, though, it's still, I mean, I have a good time. Yeah. But interesting. So rain. Do you like that? I've heard a lot of people say the smell of rain. Do you like that stuff? Or is it just like smell of rain? the vibe? I think that there's nothing like a good like summer rain. Like mm. I think that's where like the, oh, just like a nice summer rain. That just like feels good. But like a winter rain where it's just cold. That's like, it's just kind of whatever. Just wet and dark. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A little miserable. It's a little depressing. It is a little depressing. <laughs> but a summer rain, I like that. Or like, yeah, summer rain and driving in the mountains. And you have like that smell of like the pine. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a smell of fresh rain on wet cement type of person. But like when you get like the the piney smell with rain, that's nice. That is pretty cool. Interesting. I haven't thought about that aspect of the rain. Would you ever consider like moving to a rainy no. place never <laughs> could no i need the sunshine mm-hmm. too way too much and when it when it's when it's when you're living in a place that it feels like it's the same time all day mm-hmm. that gets me okay i need like three different types of the day i need mm-hmm. sunrise midday sunset mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense you know? i admire that qu- i admire that answer thank you that's good thank well you couple things that i wanted to cover with you today i have a list uh you just got back from a trip from europe yes how was that where did you go first of all and just i don't know tell me some things about it all the things Mm -hmm. okay it was good we just got back two nights ago so 
my brain right now, let's see, it's it's like three th- in the morning Netherlands time, so Oof. still definitely jet lagged, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, Europe was a blast. So Fraser and I, long story short, we just pulled the trigger, sold a bunch of things, put it in the storage unit and said, cool, peace out America. So we went to uh, Netherlands. That was our first choice. And people go, well, why Amsterdam? Like, what was the draw there? And when you go to Amsterdam, you go, holy smokes, I want to live here. Because it's just Mm -hmm. like the people, the Dutch are, not that I like worship the Dutch or anything, but Mm -hmm. like the lifestyle is pretty chill. Like they're pretty laid back. No one's in a rush. No one's like, they don't get all like dolled up everywhere. It's just, everyone's just pretty authentic. And not that I'm dogging on other cultures and stuff, but I just really love it there. Like I really thrive. The city's really nice. It's easy to get around. The canals, everyone's on bikes. Like a 90-year-old woman is on a bike and a six-year-old is on a bike and they're going somewhere. And it's like the funnest thing. I've heard it's a super bike-friendly city. It's like literally there's traffic lights for bikes. There's a rush hour around like four, five, six of people going from work on bikes. Interesting. There's the cutest thing is you'll see like the dutch moms with the baby strapped to her and then like a little kid just sitting on the back of their bike and they're like Mm -hmm. going to the grocery store like it's just like normal and i love it (laughs) it sounds like a good vibe it's the best so we we pit stopped there and we got an airbnb for four weeks so we did a full month in amsterdam but also we did a bunch of like weekend trips so we went to switzerland Mm -hmm. For a weekend, we went to Paris. My mom ended up coming out and went and did like Paris and Disney Paris and mm-hmm. went to London. And then we ended up going to, where else did we go? We went to a bunch of places around Amsterdam. And then we were going, speaking of the rain and snow mm-hmm. and what I need in life, it was very rainy there, which was fine. That's like a typical Dutch winter. For sure. But our original plan is our last two weeks, we were going to do like eastern europe and go drive like not drive take trains down through like budapest romania get all that eastern side that you don't really get a lot Mm -hmm. but logistically it would have been like super wintry and the terrain there is a lot more mountainous so getting Mm. like for reference getting from paris to amsterdam by train is three and a half hours pretty chill but it's a long distance but three and a half hours is whatever. Yeah, really That's a day trip. Much, yeah. But to get from like Budapest to Romania or even to Vienna is like seven to nine hours, 20 hours, like depending on where you're going because it's not a city and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and we wanted somewhere warm. So we said, cool, let's go to Spain. So we ended okay. up going to Spain. And that was like the sunshine was out and everyone was walking around in like puffer jackets. But we were laying out on our porch, like, tanning, (laughs) because (laughs) we needed the sunshine. And so that was a blast. Then we also went to Italy. We went to Rome for a day before we flew out. And, yeah, we were kind of around Barcelona, so that was way fun. And just, so it was an adventure. For sure. We loved it. So you have been, you went to Europe before with 
Jensen? No. Ingrid. Ingrid. Yeah. With Ingrid. Um, you, did you go to the, any of the same places that you went the first time with Frazier this time? Um, a lot of the same. Well, yeah, actually a lot of the same places. So when Ingrid and I went, that was, we did a month. And mm-hmm. we ended up doing, mm, we did a lot of countries. We did Amsterdam. That was when I like, you know, okay, I'm going to. Shout out to Lone Peak, Kyle Nelson. <laughs> but you know, do you guys still get in that like poetic mode where you're like, oh, I just, that was like really magic. And you can just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. My brain goes there. That was the first time we woke up in Amsterdam walking down the street. I felt so alive. And that's where I was like, oh, Amsterdam is the place. So we went there. So this is Ingrid Night's trip. We went to Amsterdam. Then we went to Ireland. And then we went to, uh, we, went, we did like the coast of Italy. So we kind of mm. went down the whole coast. Then we went to Croatia, which was oh, wild. And yeah. the only reason we went is because when we were looking at flights, there was like, we'd put in K from the Rome airport to anywhere in Europe. And it was like $30 to go to Croatia. So we said, cool, mm. we're going to Croatia. <laughs> and Croatia was dope. Then we did Southern France. And we did Berlin, Germany. We did Switzerland, which was also magical. I hear Switzerland is like the place to be. Oh my gosh, it's heavenly. That was if I could, when Fraser and I like, well, a whole long story short, but that was one place I was like, I want to bring Fraser here. Like this, mm-hmm. Switzerland's cool. It's like heavenly. I hear like, you're just engulfed in mountains the entire time. Is that true? It is. And which is crazy because we live in Utah. Like we're, we're by a massive mountain right now, mm-hmm. but then you go to Switzerland and they're somehow like three times bigger and like even more around you. And it's, and like the, uh, the air is so pure mm-hmm. and it's just cool. Yeah. I love Switzerland. Is there, out of all the places that you ate, what would you feel like had the most, well, okay. Two sides of this question. Kay. What would you feel like is the most delicious food that you had which country had the best tasting food and then which country had the weirdest food okay back to the netherlands back to amsterdam a lot of people dog on the dutch and their food they're like they say it's worse like if you were to put a on a tier they go okay the uk has the worst food Mm. in all of europe Mm -hmm. but then they also put like the dutch up there with it like dutch food really because they just say but honestly like fraser and i everywhere we ate we liked all the food but i will say this like (laughs) traditional dutch food is actually disgusting really it's not it's like it's kind of just like fried snack food so it's like fries which everyone loves fries um but every time we got them they never had like salt on them and you gotta have salt i did just learn that actually the other day that french fries are actually not from france they're from belgium it's like it's a very that like northern I don't know. You go, they, the fritz, they're just everywhere. And then they just eat them with mayonnaise. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel good about it. But It's like half the equation to fry sauce and they're just missing the out. Like pulling up to Amsterdam for the first time and walking down the street and you're like, oh, what is, like, let's get a traditional Dutch. And then there's like this stand for, and people are walking around with cones of French fries and mayonnaise <laughs> and like cheese sauce. Ugh. Yeah, like on the trains, they even have signs. It's like, don't be loud, be considerate, don't mm-hmm. eat. And then it has like a cone of French fries with like an 
<laughs> like an X over it. Like, don't eat these in the train because they smell weird. Literally. Interesting. So that's, a so that's like thing. the thing to eat there. Yeah. Fries. Mm. And then if you go to like the bars, they'll have like a snack menu and it's usually the traditional Dutch food. And we made the mistake of getting like they're called bitter balls. Okay. And the guy was like, yeah, they're just like kind of a traditional Dutch thing. It's like a meatball, like a fried meatball. And you think, mm, yummy. <laughs> but we got them. <laughs> it was so gross. And the first time we tried them too, it was on New Year's. <laughs> and so we went to this bar because it's like 2 a.m. We're in this little town. Anyways, we're like, just give us some food. And they're like, we only have snack food. Meatballs. Cool. That sounds great. So we're starving and we eat, you bite into it and it's like a, a pureed beef. Oh. <laughs> so gross. But then like fried. So it was like the consistency of like really, really smooth baked beans or something. But then also it was like shredded beef, but pureed like way too smooth. And then at the end, so obviously there's like nothing to chew, mm -hmm. but then at the end you get a few of those like stringy beef Ooh. strands. Like tendon? And, oh. <laughs> and oh. so then you just like, like the taste, you're like, oh, this is beef, like the taste, but then the texture ruins it all. Oh man. So that was like, we learned that real quick where it was like, that is a, mm -mm. And then their other thing is like mozzarella sticks, basically like fried <laughs> cheese. So it's just like, that's like, and so when, why when I say food, it's like, okay, yeah, the Dutch don't have like the greatest traditional food, but mm -hmm. their other stuff, give it to me. Like stroopwafels, that's a good treat. That's true. Stroopwafels are all the other food awesome. they had was good. Interesting. So that was like, yeah, the, what was the other, when I was in Croatia, I think they make these everywhere. In fact... Trader Joe's has a good, like, Trader Joe version. Interesting. But it was like this, it's like this flaky croissant-like thing with, like, this five cheese filling. And that was mm -mm good. Mm. That was, like, one of the yummiest things. I'm going to have to stop in Trader Joe's. They do a very good job of, like, having good different, I guess, like, foods from around the world there for some reason. Yeah. Like, there's always in the frozen food section for some reason. You find something, yes. you're like, that doesn't. Absolutely. I've never seen that before. We all love Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's it's in a blue package, okay? It's a big circle. Mm -hmm. And I think it's in like Greek lettering. But I like it with like a jam, but throw it in your air fryer. Ooh. Mm. That's the way to go. Yummy. All so right, we'll give it a shot that's next time food. we go. We never really had a hard time getting good food out there, honestly. Is Spanish food pretty good? Um, Yes. Honestly, I don't... When we were in Spain, we ate like sushi. <laughs> so we didn't have anything like, like true. Actually, we had nachos. <laughs> not, that, not that that's Spanish, but the guy, I don't know. I'm like, is that the most authentic thing? It's funny because actually over there, a lot of places, there's burger joints on like every corner. Hmm. Like, get your American burger here. They love the burgers. Hmm. I guess it's an yeah. international favorite. Must be, which is where we got the nachos. So I don't, I'm not, I'm sorry, Spaniards. I'm not associating nachos with your country. So you, but, so no, you grew up next to a Spaniard with the Heelys. <laughs> and I, I feel like if she were to hear this, I'm she'd be sorry, disappointed. I'm 
take it back. Edit it out. <laughs> Consuelo would maybe be a little bit disappointed, but that's all right. But uh, interesting. Okay. So food and food in a lot of places was pretty good. Was there anything like shocking as far as like just any cultures that you were blown away by? Does that even make sense? <laughs> any cultures in general? Yeah. Just like out of all of them that you saw out in Europe. Um, not necessarily. It's always, I, man, people love to like kind of stomp on the French. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to stomp on the French a little bit. <laughs> Just this will be the second time, by the way, in our, really? in our podcast. We have another person that, <laughs> that told us and, about France. And let me tell you, it's always like when you're in Paris or around Paris that it's like these experiences. But mm-hmm. it is true. Like every time you do go to Paris, I've never had like a really pleasant experience with like I always feel like I'm doing something wrong and that was just yeah that's interesting you say so that. culturally it's like people are like oh French are so mean and again it's like a cultural thing I'm sure they don't it's not a personal thing but you do go over there and you're like I just don't feel comfortable here because I'm sorry I don't speak French I'm just an American I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing wrong but it always feels like you're doing something wrong. Interesting. That's what, so one of our guests, Logan Cook, he was on the other day and he was saying that like he, cause he went to like a study abroad in France that if you try or if you speak English, then they're like really upset. They like I look down it. on you. <laughs> and then if you try and speak French and it's with an American accent, they also are just like, they scoff at it and they're like, this oh, is, so they don't that. give you any opportunity oh. to even like try. It's like you get like. I get like embarrassed because I'm like I don't want the last thing you want to be when you go somewhere is be like that standout like tourist Mm -hmm. and then when you get talked at by a French person you're like "Hmm." (laughs) (laughs) my worst nightmare but culturally yeah the French but then like again just love the Dutch but the Dutch were always they were always nice they were always helpful almost everyone spoke English like that's a Mm -hmm. very like uh prominent language there it's a prominent language but it's a it's like a social level you could say i don't know how to say that like uh, a if you speak english it means you went to a good school and you're like hmm. educated if that's a second language of yours and so really most people that we talked to knew english pretty well because they're taught it really well if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. and really in a lot of countries you're going to get that in, like, the main cities, so I can't speak for all of the Netherlands, but mm-hmm. most people that we talked to in Amsterdam were really lovely. Spain was also a lot of really nice people, but it's like they speak Spanish there, but to me, I don't know if this is true, but it's almost like an Italian Spanish. Yeah. And so it's, like, very, very intimidating because <laughs> Italians are intimidating to me. Really? Yeah, it's just very, like, I don't know. And maybe it's because in, like, movies, the Italians are always the bad guys. Uh, I see that. <laughs> but I don't know. So, but the Spanish, like, from who we talked to, people were really nice. And we got scammed in Italy, too, so. Oh, Gary, you got to elaborate on that one. Lame. <laughs> Italy. Um, this was in Rome, I take this it. This was in Rome. Okay. We went out for the day. Um, luckily it wasn't like, I've, 
it could have been worse but long story short we spent the day in rome because we were going home the next day <laughs> anyways we were staying near the rome um it's like the fiumicino airport i don't know how to say it mm. but that's this town we're staying in so our hotel was like 10 minutes from the airport and they had a shuttle to and from the airport yeah in that area not a lot of people spoke a lot of english enough to have a conversation but not mm-hmm. easily at all anyway so i spent the day in rome fraser's phone service out there at t-mobile sucked <laughs> really yeah like he didn't have it took either forever just like wouldn't work so i would always use my phone to get us around at verizon thank you <laughs> <laughs> and um so by the end of the day my phone's dead mm-hmm. and we're like okay well we need to get back and it was like so hard to find a train right to the town that we were staying in so we had to go to the airport by the time we got there both of our phones were dead we were like, hey, like, could we f- buy a cord somewhere? And they're like, no, because you have to go through security to go to the store. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. And we tried to go to, like, a hotel. We tried, like, anyway. So we're stranded at the airport. Two dead phones. We literally fly out the next day. And we're like, screw this. We don't have one more day. Like, we need to get through this. And then we finally just decided to do a taxi, which isn't ideal because it's, like, the most expensive. But... The guy was really nice. We're like, oh, thanks, man. You're such a lifesaver. Like, got dead foot. He's like, oh, no problem. Come jump in. So we get in, and Fraser's like, can I use your charge? He's like, oh, totally. Let's just charge our phones. Mm -hmm. Takes us to the hotel, and the taxi ride was 30 euro. Mm -hmm. And Fraser, I know. And then (laughs) Fraser, he only had 20, he had two 20 euros. Okay. So. 40 euro total if you can't do math (laughs) and i asked the dude i was like hey thank you so much like we were like i don't know we just thought he was such a great guy saving our butts super nice anyways long story short lame freaking lame ass dude we i was like do you have any change sorry we only have two 20s like yes sure and he like wrote a little receipt and then he felled the bill into the receipt and handed it back to us and i like grabbed his shoulders like, thank you so much like mm-hmm. uh what do they say thank you i can't like, grazie. grazie yeah like thank you thank you thank you grazie get out we go up to the hotel and then i like open it and give it to fraser and he goes f that guy <laughs> <laughs> and literally the 10 euro bill has like movie star money like stamped on oh, it and it's geez. like monopoly money essentially it's just a piece of paper so what a douche again not the worst thing that could have happened but it was like i just hate that you got away with that we were so nice to you and you were nice to us and you straight up the fact that he carries that around is wild i was like giving i was like hello i'm here i, know. <laughs> I just like stared yeah. her down to say when, that like i wish we would have noticed right away so i could have been like are you for reals yeah. like give us our money and yeah. then maybe he would be like oh sorry i like benefit of the doubt maybe someone gave that to him that's, and he didn't it's possible over there honestly you get on the bus and you're like hey can i get a ticket and you give them money and they like pull change out of their like coat pocket like it's nothing professional mm-hmm. so benefit of the doubt but also i don't know he italians knew. are also he always knew <laughs> that's true so seen too many movies where that's the case i don't know a little sus so that was like 
the worst thing in quotation because it was only like 10 euros so what like 12 dollars or whatever but mm-hmm. still so i got to travel along with you through instagram i follow amber on instagram shout out to her Yo. vicariously traveling through amber and fraser i am so curious i know that the listeners would probably love hearing more about your um rouge story disaster yes i don't even know where to start i feel like it's a whole two days worth of just craziness okay here's the story and here's the thing is i so the thing about this story is i decided to post along instagram because you'll know in the story but we ended up having a road trip across europe and so i had time to kill but I was never exaggerating. That's what's sad. And, like, the details that I told on Instagram, even, I'm like, there's even more details. So, Mm. I'll give a little quick version. I don't know how much time. As long as you want. There's no time limit. We decide, Fraser and I, we drop off my mom at the airport, and this is when we make the decision, let's go to Spain. So, I book an Airbnb for a week in Spain before we go home. So you're in France at the time. So we're in Netherlands. The Netherlands. You're yes. back in the Netherlands. We're back okay. in the Netherlands. So we're in the Netherlands. We book Spain. We're super excited to get some sunshine. A train ride from Amsterdam to Spain is total, I think, was like nine and a half hours. And we don't mind the trains out there. And we got a Eurorail pass. And so they were essentially like paid for. Like, mm. Anyways. So... I told Fraser, I was like, we could do the whole nine and a half hours, or we could do three and a half hours to Paris, sleep for a night, and then do the rest of the six, six hours the next day. And mm-hmm. he was like, let's do that. That's just, it's nice to break up that ride. We were cool with that. So I book, get it all booked. Okay. And then I thought to myself, and then backstory, backstory, my girl Jensen Smith. Shouts out to Jensen. Shout out to Jensen. Called me one day, like a couple months ago, that she had tickets to the Broadway production of The Moulin Rouge. Hmm. And it was bomb. It was so good. <laughs> and if you've seen the movie, mm-hmm. it's also like, it's just a classic, in my opinion. So, anyways, I'm on this kind of Moulin Rouge kick. And the OG, like, historical Moulin Rouge is in Paris, which. Oh. I've been to Paris at this point like three, four times, and I'd still never been to the Moulin Rouge. And there's, if you don't know about the Moulin Rouge, it's like, it's a whole production. It's a show. It's kind of like a Cirque show, but then like classic, like French topless dancers that are, it's like a whole production. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I'm looking at Fraser and I's route okay, let's stay a night in Paris. We make that decision. I'm like, oh, what if there's tickets to the Moulin Rouge? That would Which be these dope. tickets you usually have to get like months out in advance. Mm-hmm. And I looked on their website and they had a couple left for that day. And oh, I yeah. was like, are you kidding me? Good. Like this is serendipity. Like this is supposed to happen. So I bought the tickets and they were like 300 euro. Oh. So like not cheap tickets. And like, hey, but you're living the dream. So Yes, and we're yeah. living in, who cares about money? Credit card. Anyways. <laughs> so we, I bought the tickets and it's like the show started at 11 p.m. So it's like, cool, this is, anyways. It's a whole production. So it's kind of like the equivalent of going to 
maybe no i don't even want to see a show i would say like going to see like the rockets in new york like a classic mm -hmm. show anyways i'm stoked about it we are in amsterdam we're staying at one of our favorite hostels kind of in between leaving the next day to go to paris and i get a notification on my phone that the trains in france are going on strike which happens over oh. there yeah and honestly again i've been to it's pretty common because it's unions and mm -hmm. they'll just they usually like plan them out but randomly they'll people go on strike and then there's things are out of service and whatever it's a tuesday let's just do it let's just no literally <laughs> and the strike. first time i went to europe our tour guide was like okay guys listen up we have all this stuff planned but if people go on strike, we can't do anything about it and we'll just, we can't go. And so that's that. Like, just know that that's a, a thing that happens here, especially in France. Mm -hmm. So, but I've also been to Europe, like this is my fourth time and I've never been, my trip's never been interrupted by a strike. Mm -hmm. So I've just, it's not something I think about. Anyway, so I get a notification that there's a strike that next day when we're supposed to be leaving. But I was like, oh, we already have tickets. Like, it'll be cool. But then I'm looking, and it doesn't look very, like, likely. But I find a route that gets us from Amsterdam to Paris, um, not using one of the companies that was going on strike, Tally's. Oh, interesting. So you can kind of, like, find roundabout ways. It was going to take longer. It took, like, six hours instead of three. Because it had to go, you know, whatever. It wasn't direct. And you didn't have a pass to this no, we train. didn't have a pass. You still had the pass this one. Okay. Still had the pass. It was like, okay, we're losing our time, but whatever. But really, yeah. We'll still get there. So that happens. And I literally, like, I woke up Friday morning and ran to the train station and said, is there any way we can get to Paris? She was like, no, the only way is to go roundabout. So you have to leave. It was like 2.32 is the time the train leaves mm -hmm. that'll get to paris in six hours so that would get us to paris at 9 p.m we have two hours get ready for the moulin rouge blah blah blah. we're good okay so we decide 2 30 that's when we'll go game on so i'm hanging out at the airbnb or the hostel waiting for <laughs> fraser who went to go get a tattoo <laughs> tattoo and <laughs> On the way there, he got hit by a bus. <laughs> Not Fraser. <laughs> he got hit. He was on like a tram, mm -hmm. and it got hit by a. It got hit by a car. Oh, interesting. So I'm sorry. <laughs> the bus got hit. By yeah, a yeah, car. yeah. The bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, what on earth? So his appointment gets pushed back, and then all this stuff. So then he ends up getting to me at like. I don't remember the exact times, but it was like about a half hour before. And so we were like cool on time. Mm -hmm. We gather our things. We go down to the metro station. We have like 15 minutes until the um, train leaves at like the 2.30 train. Mm -hmm. So we need to just get to Central, but we got plenty of time. We're like six minutes away via metro. We'll jump on. At this point, we're very comfortable with the metro system and the trains and stuff. So we're like, cool, easy. We go down, we're standing in the metro station with our two, like, our luggage, our backpacks, and we miss the train that goes to Central Station. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay, there's one in eight minutes. That still gives us, like, nine minutes. We're good. 
and then this announcement and it's the worst thing when the announcements come over because at first it's in dutch and you just don't know what's going on and then it gives it a minute and then it says sorry for the inconvenience but the trains will be delayed up to 10 minutes and at this point we have like 12 minutes to make the train Mm -hmm. so i'm already like stressed and fraser can like see it in my eyes so he's like, we'll be good. So I'm like, let's just get to the train station. Anyways, the signs is like plus 10 minutes, everything getting anywhere to central. So that's that. And so we just get on the next metro and then it, we got on the wrong one. So it like went one stop oh. further. And I was like trying not to. I am like a really good I can hold my composure. Mm-hmm. I'm good at letting things happen however they happen. But I was like, if we don't miss or if we don't catch this, there's no other way to get to Paris mm-hmm. via train. It's not happening. How do you have to get there if you don't make it by train? If you don't make it by train, it's either you could do like a bus, which is like anywhere from nine hours to Ooh. like, because it's a bus. You could rent a car. You could fly, which is like an hour and a half. But... At that point, I had looked at flights, like, just in case. It mm-hmm. was, like, no joke. It was, like, $1,700 to what? fly to Paris. From the Netherlands? From the Netherlands. Oh. Like, an hour and a half flight. And I think it's because of the strikes and people go there for oh, business. Oh, that makes so, a lot like, of sense. They snatched those flights. But even then, those flights weren't direct. They were, like, five-hour flights. Oh, interesting. So, they had, like, layovers in other country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, at this point, we're standing on the metro we're like, let's just get to this train station. And then the train stops and is like delayed another 10 minutes. And we have like two minutes to make the train. And so at that point, I like, I don't think Frazier's, I don't know. Frazier's never seen me so angry. Like I was like, I could have punched <laughs> something, which unfortunately is like an anger response. I would never punch anyone, but I would love, have loved to like, punch something you know? yeah. it's like i have to like let this out of my body yeah so tears strong welling up coming down my face like so mad and i was like mad at myself but fraser is just my love of my life and was like we will get there because in my mind i'm going we just missed the last opportunity to get there i spent 300 so like 350 US dollars on these tickets. I bought a hotel for the night. We have our reservations. Like, we have to be in Paris anyways for a 6 a.m. train that next day. That I like, there was a lot of money on the line too that would have been going. So I was like, for sure. So frustrated for a lot of reasons. And I had done everything I possibly could to get us there in good time. Mm -hmm. And everything that could have gone wrong like kept happening so it was like the delay Mm -hmm. so we get to the train station we're looking at like maybe if we get on a train to rotterdam we can catch that other train that we missed and like catch it from there and get to paris but Mm -hmm. it was just not like nothing was working the next day the netherlands trains were going on strike so it was like the trains were just a mess so we sit down and Fraser's like, I'm getting you to Paris. Like, you're going to see the show. I love you. I will spend whatever money we need to. Yeah. Like, was just being a good, a good man. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not trying to be a brat, but like, I'm so frustrated because I, I did everything right. 
mm-hmm. and nothing's going right. So, anyways, at this point, I start looking like, okay, are we renting a car? Because flights are like that's so unreasonable mm-hmm. to spend that much money on flights. So we look at a car, and a car out there to rent is like fifty-four dollars a day, fifty to eighty, depending on whatever. Mm-hmm. But because we were driving one way to another country, it was six hundred. Oh no! So at this point, it's like three fifteen, and we're trying to figure out what to do. So Fraser's like, "Let's rent a car," and I was like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Amber, let's just do it. We need to be there anyways." Mm-hmm. So I book a car on their website and then we like walk as fast as we can over to the rental place and we walk in and she was like oh did you make just make a reservation we're like yeah she's like okay she's like we close in just a minute which is like also wild that we didn't miss that but Mm -hmm. there was a guy in there who's like not happening man yeah you're not getting this car tonight (laughs) i wish i could do a dutch accent because he was like totally like a one way to paris last minute Mm, it's not gonna happen (laughs) And Fraser's like, I don't care if a car's clean. I don't care. Like, we'll, we will literally take whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he sat on the phone for like a half hour. And at this point, we're like, okay, it's a six-hour drive to Paris. If we leave, like, right now, we'll make it there, like, right on time. Anyways, so he gets off the phone. And he's like, it's your lucky day, man. We got a car for you. <laughs> he's like, it'll be, like, $80, 80 euro more. But Fraser's like take my card whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh i love him so much and i am like just whatever so we also then take all our luggage lug it over to the car place at this point both of the wheels on our suitcase are broken so we're (laughs) literally dragging the suitcase on the cobblestone like trying to get to this car rental place the guy talks to us for a little bit sends us on our way and we're like okay it's literally what would that be 5 p.m mm-hmm. the moulin rouge starts at 11 and then on the tickets it's like be there at 10 50 like strictly so we're like okay our eta is like 10 40 oh, and then we get stuck in traffic oh, there's like no. we passed like no joke like four car accidents and i'm sitting there just like this is when i was like okay instagram this is what's happening because i have Mm -hmm. five hours of my life ahead of me but um we just watched the eta like go up and it like went down to like 10 or 10 p.m so we're like cool oh that's nice we'll be able to like go check into our hotel change we're like in good spirits and then we get to where we're going like i don't know how many kilometers but very slow like Mm -hmm. inching and we watch the eta like go back climb. up and also Fraser was like the last thing I ever wanted to do was rent a car and drive through Paris of all places because mm-hmm. it's like confusing the freeways I mean obviously the same idea but also pretty different and the mm. speed limits aren't posted like speed limit this number it's just like a sign with a circle and then there's also two signs in it between like six to 12 hour it's this speed limit and from 17 hour to whatever it's this speed limit yeah 
which is so good. they account for like nighttime and stuff like yes, that yes but for... then it's in like the 24 hour time so we were like are we gonna get pulled oh, over like yeah, yeah. what's this and then there's tolls like we paid like 50 euros in the toll jeez anyways so we're going through traffic we're like i'm just watching the eta just go up and down like barely and then thinking okay we need to still find a place to park and change and like whatever but fraser he's like just put on some music so put on some music we sang a bunch of disney songs <laughs> just like nice. road trip which was nice. fun and then it was like in the movies where we're like okay i've had to pee for the last hour and a half we're gonna pit stop you're gonna fill up i'm gonna pee you're gonna get drinks we're back in the car like mm -hmm. we've got four minutes to do this so we don't, <laughs> we don't like lose our time so drive we finally get into paris driving in paris is literally a nightmare like no grid system paris is like if you it's like in a circle mm -hmm. have you ever seen like a map of and then it's just yeah, like yeah. out from there so rather than like for example pulling up to a four-way stop it's like you pull up and there's like five things alleys you could go into but all in like diagonal like in the lights and people do whatever they want anyways mm. so fraser's like this is an absolute nightmare i love you but i need your eyes on the road i need you to tell me like my next step like yeah two minutes ahead we need to just <laughs> this is a nightmare so we get into paris it is literally i think right when we got into paris it was like 10 30 so we had 20 minutes mm -hmm. 20 minute window we drive we like made a wrong turn because of the gps was so confusing we pull up and we're passing the moulin rouge at 10 38 so we have 12 minutes mm -hmm. we're like we see it we know it's there let's find a parking spot i had called the hotel because i was like do you guys offer parking and he's like yes it's this address but also again the french he was like yes but I don't, I can't yeah. do it again. <laughs> I was like, can you spell that? Because he told me where the parking was, but I was like, can you spell that? And even him saying the letters was so, <laughs> I could not understand anything. So we find it and we park and I had like changed in the car. So I ran out and was like, can we park here? And the guy didn't speak any English and he was just pointing the things. And I was like, <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. At a loss. At this point, we've got like, 10 minutes and luckily this other guy walked in and was like what do you need and he like translated mm -hmm. i was like i need to know if we can park here we're at this hotel and he's like yes you just have to do this and this and this i'm like cool thank you merci and run out <laughs> and tell fraser we literally opened the back of the car ripped open the suitcase because the moulin rouge has a dress code and if you don't oh the interesting dress code, they won't let you in like, oh i didn't know that yeah so fraser hurries and changes we run up and it's in a parking garage so we're like running up those like spiral yeah, yeah. things and we are like running past the guy that i tried to talk to mm -hmm. and then i was like oh does this place like close so i went back and i was like when do you close and he pointed at the thing and they closed at usually 2 30 a.m okay. and then moulin rouge ends at 2 a.m oh perfect but he's like tonight this time and it was eleven forty-five. Oh no or no 12 45 no yeah eleven forty-five. Mm -hmm. and so we were and he i was like well when do you open he's like 6 a.m i was like well we have to return this car tonight and be at a train station at 6 a.m 
I don't even, and Fraser was like, let's just get there. Like, I don't know. But all of our, everything we owned was going to be locked in this parking garage. Mm-hmm. And so we run to the Moulin Rouge. We literally get there, like, out of breath. We see it, and we're there. But then also we're like, we're still so screwed. Like, everything <laughs> we own is, like, stuck in the car. So we take a cute little picture and we're like cool we're here but then also we get inside and we ask this lady and we're like our car we need to move it and she's like no you can't leave like we got there at 10 50 yeah but then also you don't know what the real you know how shows are like be here by this blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. so you go in and they seat you individually when you get to like the theater mm-hmm. because it's like old school like the tables and they bring you a bottle of champagne and put it in like a oh interesting ice, yeah and, like some people have dinner with their show and anyway so it, we're in, we're gonna be in we come to find out that we're gonna be in this line and the show strictly starts at 11 30 mm. so i'm like we might have like 20 minutes if they let you back in the door mm-hmm. so we're like sitting there trying to figure out what to do and fraser's like well, we have no choice. And I'm like, well, I'll feel bad if I sit in there by myself without you. Like, you yeah. got me here. He's like, well, everything we own is over there. We need to check catch a straight amount. Let me just run out there and see what I can do. So I was like, okay, goodbye. So he left me, and I just stood in line for, like, 20 minutes, and I just watched his location. And he just got, like, further and further away <laughs> from – and. Yeah, oh my gosh, my anxiety was like through the roof. I'm like, we're here, like we literally made it. Mm-hmm. And then the parking garage guy decides to close the parking garage soon. Anyways, so I get to the front of the line and the lady looks at my tickets. She's like, oh, you have tickets for two. Where's the other person? Is he in the bathroom? And I was like, yeah, he'll <laughs> <laughs> be here soon. And I'm like, he's like six blocks away. And so she's like, okay, well, we might see you, but we might not until he gets here. Mm-hmm. And she, she, like, hands me over to the person that guides me to my seat. And he takes me. Again, we got, like, the last tickets. But he, like, kept guiding me through the tables and sat us at the very front table where I was, like, touching. <laughs> no joke. I could set my drink on the stage. That's like, crazy. We were at the stage. And I was like, are you kidding me? If Fraser misses this, I'm yeah. going to be pissed. And then the couple next to me was talking. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys are speaking English. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. And they were like, oh, we're from Florida. We had the craziest time getting here because the trains went on strike and we had mm-hmm. to rent a car. And I was like, that's our I story. Feel validated because that happened to us. I was yeah. like, my husband is somewhere trying to park our car. I don't know if he's going to make it. So they were like in it with me at this point where we're like, okay, he's got like eight minutes. Yeah. So again, T-Mobile sucked out there. So his service was crappy. So I was like, I should have sent my car, like my phone with him because he's trying to find a parking garage. Mm-hmm. He has no service. Is he even going to? Anyways, lots going through my mind. Last of the story though. At this point... We, the show's starting soon, and we, I'm sitting here with this Florida couple, and we're all just seeing it, and I'm seeing Fraser's location, and it starts to move back towards the Moulin Rouge, but it was like cruise, and so I was like, he's in the car, and he's like driving back, and <laughs> he's just running. We're screwed. <laughs> like, I don't even know, and then it stopped, but it was. The, where the location showed was like the next building over. Mm. 
so I was like oh and I texted him I was like I love you I hope you make it and then he texted me back he said I'm in the lobby like all caps and I was like no guys way. he's in the lobby and the show's <laughs> about to start and they're strict like once the show starts it's not interrupted no mm-hmm. one's going in or out and then we're sitting at the front of the thing so I'm like are they even gonna let him in then it's literally like 11:29, and I'm like you guys he's here but I don't know if he, like, they're going to let him in. And then I look up and clear across the theater. Mm-hmm. I see Frazier walk in and he's like looking for me. And I stand up and wave at him and he waves at me. And then the lights turn off. <laughs> <laughs> and so me and this Florida couple were like, oh, he's what? <laughs> <laughs> literally lights out. And it was no joke. Like this point, I was like, is my life a movie? Like it was like. You know when a show is about to start and they like flicker the lights mm-hmm. and then psh, lights out. That's what it was. We like looked at each other. <laughs> he waved at me and like pointed at me and then boom, lights out. So I was like, they're probably gonna sit him in the back of the mm-hmm. auditorium or like the venue, and I'm gonna have to sit through this two-hour show like kind of with him, but not really. And so I just like sat there and I like looked at the stage and then I see this flashlight light. And this, his escort, like, showed him his seat, and Frazier came and sat down, and I was like, are we good? And he's like, we're good. He's just, just shaking. Sweating, like, he had sprinted. Yeah. The way is like, cruising, he's like, I full-on sprinted back here, (laughs) and freaking made it. Oh, my gosh. It was, like... No joke, you know, did you guys ever read, like, Looking for Alaska, and they, like, did that whole, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was a movie of <laughs> our life. It was honestly, like, talking about it, not to be dramatic, but it was, like, the most chaotic, like, stressful, like, 20 hours of our life, and then even after, like, the show was so cool, and then we were like, hey, did he park in a real parking spot? Is it going to get towed? did it get broken into Mm. so we like make it back to the car the car is good so it's like okay check that off the list now we need to check into our hotel and return the car long story short we go to bed at like 4 30 (laughs) a.m yeah in order to wake up in like an hour to get ready i'm so stressed i'm like if we miss another train i swear i'm gonna explode (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i didn't sleep i just kind of like sat there and then we got up at like 5 30 and went to the train station. The whole next day was also crazy, but at that point, we are like, at least we're headed in the right direction. Cause <laughs> You're just desensitized we, to it. Again, the trains were on strike, so mm-hmm. we didn't get the direct six-hour from Paris to Spain. We got the nine-hour oh. one, so it was like, okay, whatever. At least we're getting there. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the train stops, and again, we're in like rural France on this... like. <laughs> old train and Frazier tried to talk to a couple of people but they were like no no I don't speak English yeah. like and again like at on this train we knew we were rural because when they made announcements on a train there was no English translation it was oh just interesting yeah. so they would the train stopped in this like tiny little town and then there was something on the intercom and Fraser and I were just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But then people started getting off the train, and he like asked someone, and he translated like in Google Translate. He's like, "Train is delayed. They don't know when it'll go." So we ended up sitting oh. in this town for like another 
hour and a half and then it delayed our other one so then that trip ended up being like another 12 hours holy smoke so anyways by the time we got to spain we were like hell yeah we are just doing nothing our lives have been the most chaotic they've ever been long story short that was the disaster <laughs> that everything that could have gone wrong literally went wrong and i don't want to scare people away from traveling because traveling is so fun and it honestly mm-hmm. made like despite the stress and like money spent whatever but it was also very memorable <laughs> in a way but um holy smokes the it's moon a rough time was it was it was worth it <laughs> <laughs> worth all the headache for fraser was like hold up there's topless chicks. <laughs> I didn't tell him what the Moulin Rouge was. So like the girls came out on stage and he like looked at me. And I was like, <laughs> like, that's just how it is. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Anyways, it was a blast. Well, interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. Uh, thanks for yeah. sharing about your Euro trip. That was dope. It's fun. And it's, there's ways to do it that aren't chaotic. So hit me up if you want a non chaotic trip. I can help you with that. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, you've done it enough times. You've done it four times, right? I do. Uh, yes. So you're I the do expert feel comfortable it. with a lot of stuff out there, but there are some stuff that you just can't expect. And that's, yeah, for sure. It is what it is. We're not planning for everything, but you got to do as much as you can, I see. Yeah. Um, I really do want to go to the Belgian Grand Prix, actually. Which the is what? W- the Grand Prix, the like racing, Formula One. Fun. That'd be dope. Their spa is like one of the coolest places I've to go. I've never even heard of that. It's like their track that's over there. But cool. anyway, dream of mine. One day. One day. We'll make it. The yeah. tickets there are super cheap, but... Um, the other thing, one of the other things I want to touch on, Maisie Co. You have a sweet business. Uh, how did one? Where'd you get the name Maisie Co? Because it, it's strange to me. I've never so heard random. it. Yeah. Um, I okay, Maisie Co. I always say it was an accident, but I think it was just like it's the way every business starts is things just kind of happen and you try things and some things works and some things don't totally when i first started which meg has them in her kitchen i know is the little <laughs> jars she loves them by the way flowers on the top mm-hmm. and um that was my original idea i was like oh these are cute like i want flowers everywhere in our house fraser and i had just got married so you're like i just want to make this like a home mm-hmm. And so I started putting these little like flowers, real pressed flowers on the top of all these different jar lids. Mm-hmm. And we all know mason jars, the classic. Mm-hmm. Every mom has like 40 bottles in her basement. Long story short, I was trying to figure out what to name it. And for the longest time, I've nannied for this family and they have a daughter named Maisie. Oh. And her real name is Mason. Okay. And so I thought, like, oh, it's, like, kind of a playoff of mason jars, but it's Maisie. So, like, oh, a Maisie lid, like mm-hmm. a cute flower Maisie lid for my mason jar. Oh, that's that was cool. That like play. So yeah. her, this little, she's not little anymore, but I've nannied for them for so long. Um, but it's spelled, like, M-A-Y-S-O-N. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, can I name my company after your daughter? And they were like, oh, yes, of course. Sure, yeah. We love you. So the jar is kind of... Obviously, I don't like I don't sell them anymore, but they just never really latched on anything. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really what, take off. Yeah, like still very cute and still something I love and use, but it just didn't. It wasn't. I don't know. Just never worked. I'm with and that. then one day I was working on those, and decided like I had leftover resin and flowers, so I just like put them on the back of my phone case, and let it harden. 
and then I posted a picture on Instagram the next day, and people were like, wait, that's sick. Would you make me one? I was like, yeah, sure. So I, like, found good cases and found more flowers and made a couple people one, and then more people, like, were asking, and then I'd post about it and be like, I'm making some more if anyone <laughs> wants some. And people just, like, kept wanting them. Not to say, like, oh, there was a 100 ordered, but it's like... yeah. I would have, like, one or two people every couple of weeks that were like, hey, would you make me one of these? And so I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, Fraser, what if I just kind of, like, did this? And at the time, mm-hmm. I was working at Good Earth. Like, it wasn't by any means, like, my main source of income. It was, like, For sure. $25 every couple of weeks. Like yeah, totally. But um, it's just kind of kept going. And honestly, like, my sister-in-law, Bailey, she's always, she's very artsy and very talented. And she's always been really good at pushing me. We're both, like, very creative minds. And she's always like, Amber, you need to, like, use your skills. And she, I would say she is one of the main people that really pushed me to take this thing and, like, develop it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you could sell these. Like, these are really cool. And anyway, she was, I think she was a huge push in what Maisie Co. has become now from the very beginning. Like, even with the jars, she's, like, she let me put them on her website, and she, like, supported me, like, from the very beginning. And anyways, with the phone cases, same thing. She's, like, you need to, like, do something about these. And so I just started, like, working on them more and more here and there and, like, learning things. And then, I don't know, long story short, that was a year and a half ago almost. Mm -hmm. And... I, it's one of my main sources of income now. That's so cool. Which is absolutely wild. Like, I'm a phone case girl. (laughs) I think that's (laughs) what I do. That's insane. But, like, I love it. And I would have never thought, and I put a lot of freaking, like, time and tears into it. So I'm happy. But it's just, I would have never thought that that this is what would have happened. For sure. So you've, you've moved into other stuff. Meg's has like 50 pairs of your socks Meg is a she loves your from stuff the beginning she is currently getting <laughs> yo i'm a Maisie girl i gotta show you something i just sewed on a patch finally i bought a patch <gasps> like a Maisie patch amber has them on her her purse like her little handbags that she has they're sling bags and it says Maisie co i can't it's like a like little a something different yeah it's super I cute i think you gave it to her i did because it was your birthday oh yeah when you came yep yeah she's got the socks She's got the bag. She's got <laughs> the phone cases. Oh, cute. She put it on her jacket. Yep. Oh. So I was just mending a bunch of clothes the other day, and I had a hole in my jacket that I kept ripping because of work, and I had no idea like what to cover it up with. I and then I realized that. I wanted to cover it up with this little patch that she gave me because it's like the perfect size so it's just oh like gosh, on my coat do it yeah I'll, I'll put it on the on the story oh, or whatever you guys can see it for sure we'll we'll definitely promote some Maisie co on here so you have we can find you one on your regular instagram yes at Maisie. It? it's at m-a-y-z-i-e dot c-o Maisie co check and it out my website is the same www.maisieco.com Maisie.co. Maisie.co. It's good stuff, honestly. Like I've um our friend Ian Healy, you have you know him, you grew up next to him. His wife like loves a lot of the stuff too. So <laughs> I've never met him. I haven't seen Ian in years. He's a good dude. We hang out with them quite a bit. Fun. Yeah. Maisie has been fun. It's like again, it's wild that it's like 
become what it is, but it's also, I mean, the, what I've learned with business, if you put time into it, it's bound to grow, whether it's mm-hmm. growing slowly or whether it's growing rapidly. If you're spending time and you're being consistent, it's going to grow. Totally. And that's what's been so cool to see is like, I remember making like, I was like, Fraser, I made $200 this month from Maisico. Like that was so huge and it had taken me like months to get there. And he reminds me now and I'm like, oh, I only made like this much at a market. I feel so. And he's like, remember when you were so stoked that you made $200? (laughs) Like if you could talk to that Amber, Mm -hmm. what would you say? And so like, anyways, business is just, it's cool to see anything that you put time and your artistry into grow, but that's, it's been, it still just blows my mind. Oh, for sure. Well, and you, so you do a lot of markets and you also have your website, which Mm -hmm. do you make more from? Um, definitely I'm not, Fraser makes fun of me because my husband, my husband, Fraser, he literally does marketing. That's his job. (laughs) He is, he has a degree. Mm -hmm. He works like at this awesome company. He does marketing and I have not let him touch my website or my Instagram (laughs) because of fears that I have. And that's my own thing. But Mm -hmm. So does it have potential totally, but I have, I have my own problems there, my own mental blocks. Markets are definitely the most, um, monetary, the big, what am I trying to say? You're bringing in the most through bringing in the most buck, bang for my (laughs) buck. It's definitely markets. And I think, I think a big reason of that is because I thrive at markets. I Mm -hmm. love talking to people and meeting people like doing business over Instagram is a lot of fun, but you can only connect with people so much and to be able to meet someone and be like, Hey, how's your day going? Like that's, I don't know. I just, I just love, like you guys know, I'm Carter and Meg have been at like several of the markets I've been at and they're just the best. Like, and it's fun. It's fun to go up Mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, how are Like, this is so cool to see in real life. I love markets and I'm not a salesman. Like when people come into my booth, I go, Hey, I know you're here to have fun. If you want something, let me know. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I will answer questions, but just please enjoy your time. And then like, and I've made a lot of friends through those connections. And so markets are definitely, I think for a lot of reasons, but it's just so fun. Real, real life is just so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's a good vibe. It's always a good place. And I think people are like genuinely going to the market to see new stuff. Yeah. So that's probably, that may be a little bit of why. You guys are market goers. You like going to markets. Megan's always going to go. Yeah, I'll take the mic on this one. (laughs) Markets. The culture behind them is fun. You just talk to people. You get to see what people create. I love that a lot of people at markets are small business people, so they have their own stuff that they're making or creating or selling. And there's just a ton of cool stuff, a ton of cool people. So that's why I go. I love looking at new stuff, and I kind of, like, spent this year – figuring out my style a little bit more so going to markets was fun because i could like see what local people are creating and then go yeah, from there I love but, that. yeah that. So fun. i'm so excited for the summer for that reason like, yeah markets do you have any that you're planning to go to that you could disclose i definitely this weekend highland gardens oh yeah we'll be there hey yo <laughs> down the street may as well go so yeah i'm we'll we'll like it's like what six minutes from here Highland Gardens, they're doing a fun, like, uh, Valentine's Day market. Oh, cool. 
We'll have to head out and there. Oh, we're going to be in Lava Hot Springs. Never mind. Lame. Well, is it Saturday morning or Saturday? Because we leave like Saturday afternoon. I actually have no idea. Oh. But Lava Hot Springs is the place. I love lava. We are stoked. It'll be our first time. So Really? Mm-hmm. We've never been. Are you guys just going YouTube? Uh, us and then a couple people from work. Raul, the guy that I talked about, would tell mm-hmm. me this. He's going with us. Um, If you need s- suggestions, my dad grew up in that small town. And I go there all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. I did not know it's that. It's a town of like... Not a lot of people, but if you drive around, you'll see mailboxes with Tillotson on them. Really? Oh. <laughs> or if you go That's into news. the Lava Hot Springs Museum, mm-hmm. you'll see Tillotson's in there. Well, we, then like, we got to go to the museum. <laughs> no way. They didn't find it, but like one of like the original like Pony Express writers was someone Tillotson. And I don't know. There's a lot of Tillotson's there, but Lava's so fun. Interesting. All right. Yeah, we'll have to go check out the museum yeah. over there. And, uh,. Sweet. All right. Thanks for giving us some insight into Maisie Co. Um, the other thing that I really wanted to go for was uh, you used to work at Good Earth. You're big into nutrition. As a person that eats absolute garbage all the time, what should I do to step my game up as far as like nutrition goes? Um, nutrition has a lot of avenues. I've kind of honestly been in this like place lately where I, it's just the world of like Instagram, for instance or podcasts even, here we are on a podcast, is people like to get so, and I'm just going to speak with like nutrition Mm -hmm. in general, is there is a caveat to everything. And so people may like to make these like really hard, fast rules and feel like like there's no like humanness in Mm -hmm. something. And I feel like in the nutrition world, that's kind of a toxic trait of it. It's like you can't, like drinking it's like drink so much water but don't drink tap water don't Mm -hmm. drink bottled Mm -hmm. water or don't Mm -hmm. drink and it's like no just drink water like if that's your first step is drinking more water who cares where it comes from we'll we'll go from there after so nutrition to me like if i were to someone like carter where i go you say amber i eat garbage how should i make myself (laughs) 10 percent better I would say probably my first thing is always like three things. I would say more water, like you're drinking right now. Awesome. I'm on that. (laughs) Water, um, just hydration in general, Um, especially just like we love to like drinking liquid, like soda is easy to drink all the time. Our body needs water for so many reasons. I shouldn't have to even explain that. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that you need to be hydrated. So just drinking more water. Um, but then I also su- always suggest like just getting a little bit higher quality of everything you buy. Okay. Interesting. So for example, going to say I wanted to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. I could go to Walmart. I'm personally a Smith's kind of gal. Harmon's if I'm feeling crazy. Tried to convince Megs to go to Smith's yesterday, but she said Walmart was cheaper, so we should go there. I'm totally throwing her under the bus on this one. <laughs> Meg, let me... I'll take you to Smith's. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I ask. Yeah. <laughs> Carter's mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, say we're going to the store for a PB&J, okay? We could spend, like, let's say $10 on the bread, jam, and peanut butter, and it's like 
pretty synthetic, all of it. Like, let's say, like, Grandma Sycamores mm-hmm. and, like, some Smuckers and some Jif. Okay. Those are going to be full of, like, hydrogenated oils. You're getting... This is... I know, exa- I know. No, no, <laughs> this is exactly what I bought, like, hey, two days classic. ago. Yeah, he was just taking a poop on me. He literally just bought that stuff like the Throws same day. Like, yeah, Smuckers and the what is it? Is it? It's the white Smuckers and Granny's white bread. That was like word. <laughs> that was exactly what I bought. I not even a in question. Their pantry before this for sure. So, no offense, but let's just take a look at those ingredients. They're not great. So, but we all know that. Mm-hmm. So. I did preface this with I eat garbage. Yes, okay. So, so okay. We, all, we all knew it was up, yeah. we're up yeah, we're honest with each other. So you can spend how much did you spend on all that? I around don't ten bucks? Oh you're probably probably okay, around let's there. Let's say ten dollars. Then let's say we go into the store and we just get like a little bit better. So I would say bread wise, you could get there's at least like there's some even nowadays there's like cheaper organic breads. Mm-hmm. So you're at least getting like less enriched flowers, less um I'm gonna say heavy metals, but that makes it sound so intense, but like less additives of like the mm-hmm. iron and the nice like all these things. Yeah, totally. You're just getting a more of a real bread. So that's is it like the best homemade bread you can get? No, but it's gonna be better quality. So mm-hmm. and say you're spending a dollar fifty more to two dollars. Jam, I actually know for a fact that a jam without like high fructose corn syrup in it is only like sixty cents more. Oh, interesting. Same with the peanut butter. Getting an all natural peanut butter with no added oils is anywhere from like fifty to sixty cents more, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, on ju- just ingredients, she's on Instagram. That's her thing. I don't know if. You- you follow her? We have her protein in my pantry. Bomb. Do you love it? No, I don't. Meg's Bruh. Meg's likes it. It's it's good. I have a hard time with okay. it. Okay. That's okay. We can get we can work on that. Um At least the she, taste. The rest of it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. She makes a lot of good comparisons of like this are things on your shelf that's like it's one thing over and it's a couple cents different per mm-hmm. ounce or whatever. So anyways, you took this ten dollar purchase of these prices and you paid maybe twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a percent percentage better. This is just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's only... But if you did that with, like, your whole pantry or your whole fridge, say you spend $20 more a month on food mm-hmm. on just a little bit better. That's going to be... Like, I don't ever want people to feel like, oh, I just have to eat quinoa and kale <laughs> now because I decided to be healthy. It's like, mm-hmm. no, like still like eat what you enjoy but also maybe try some new things or get a something that's a little bit better than what Mm -hmm. you're used to and and up your protein that's a big one i feel like a lot of people miss out on that like they don't realize the importance of having a lot of protein i yeah still don't but you know (laughs) it's one of those i've started I could go on a rabbit hole in this, but I've started just like focusing and I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm a bro. I need to hit my protein and yeah. gains, whatever. <laughs> but it just, it helps me feel more fuller. I don't feel so snacky. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm able to recover more, like both physically and mentally. It's just your body needs it. And so totally that's another thing. Is that, would that, would that be good advice yeah, for you? I feel like, Carter? I feel like that brings my game up 10 to 20%. That I, you know, eat a little bit just healthier. Little, it's like yeah. when you're going grocery shopping, just looking, okay, this is the cheapest option. 
is this and sometimes the cheapest option is just as good as the all natural organic but it's looking okay what else is on the shelf mm-hmm. and then getting familiar with the ingredients like you want to stay away from like canola oil and hydrogenated oils any hydrogenated oils and then like high fructose corn syrup those are like my things that i just kind of try to avoid at all costs mm-hmm. and if something has less of like way less of or just none then i'm like okay this is good enough interesting good way to that's so a good rule of thumb I hope that's helpful there's again there's so many caveats within like nutrition but i think if you just try to like eat more like okay would have someone been able to eat this 100 years ago some like cheese and crackers and mm, like sticking with whole foods like, instead of like great. processed yeah. hmm, that's interesting oh, that's a good rule of thumb thank you i appreciate that i hope everybody uh that's listening can kind of apply that because i know all of the people that I talk to, eat like if crap. you buy the same grocery list as Carter, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe you can't swing the extra fifteen it's, cents. I don't know, but it's, it just depends. But also at the same note, like you made the note, I used to work at Good Earth, mm-hmm. and I would say one of my biggest red flags I would see. I'm not meaning to call people out. I know there's again, I never want to hurt people's feelings, but. From an employee perspective and also having an idea of health and nutrition, I would talk to people and they'd come and they'd go, hey, I just started this diet of this and this and this. These are my restrictions. Can I, like, will you help me find snacks? Mm. And I'd say, yeah, snacks are cool. But then they'd go to Good Earth and they'd only buy healthy, in quotations, healthy snacks. Yeah. Whereas, and that was always a red flag to me because, one... You only need so many snacks. Your your diet or your health is probably in this way because maybe you're living off of snacks. You're not mm-hmm. living off of some good, like, nutrient-dense meals, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So, I don't know. I think, in a way, nutrition could be a lot more simple of, like, just eating, I don't know. Like, honestly, my go-to snack lately has been, like, an apple, some type of meat, and cheese. Hmm like a little kid but that like hits a lot of like that hits your macronutrients Mm -hmm. i'm done and that's like filling that's good to me so nice and satiating yeah interesting okay well thank you i appreciate that last thing i want to ask you are you a reader i am i can't read you can't read (laughs) i am i am a reader when i get in the mood but i can't tell you that i've like read anything lately i can see that do you listen to books more at all or do you um again it's a mood like i could tell you my favorite book but i couldn't tell you honestly that i've read a book in the last six months (laughs) it's better than i've done so you're good (laughs) okay good that's good you put you put off the vibe of a reader that's why i was asking ah so i am a reader then (laughs) (laughs) no i am not a reader interesting you fooled me my little sister taylor she's a reader she reads books really and i any people that read i think it's my not even my attention span i honestly fall asleep i do the same thing like it's so hard to stay Mm -hmm. unless i'm like invested so no i'm not a reader in the few books that you have read do you feel like you're more of like a practical type of reader or more of like a fiction get into something that carries a story that you can get sucked into yeah i think that uh the history of the 
five books that I've ever finished. <laughs> it's all been like good stories. Good stories. Yeah. Like I'm not a, well, no, maybe that's wrong. I'm like, I read all like the Hunger Games. Okay. I was one of those like fourth grade reading Twilight <laughs> girls. Nice. <laughs> um, My favorite book. Let's see. In the, my sophomore year, did you guys ever read Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close? Mm-mm. I remember hearing about it, but I never so read it. Good. It was like. I think I've seen the movie. There was a movie, right? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's always like the movie wasn't as good, but yeah. that book was like I loved that book. It was very like the story was so intriguing, and it was also like had these like really poetic moments as well mm. that I really like thrived with. So I loved reading that one. My other book. Our boy, Nathan Oldroyd. Love me, Big Nate. We love Nate. He gave this book to me when I came home from my mission, and it changed my life. It's called this, and if anyone's like, do you have book recommendations? I would tell them this book. It's called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Hmm. Ever heard of it? Never. Surprised Nate hasn't shared this with me. (sighs) Rude. I'm upset. Calling you out, Nate. He's probably never going to listen to this either, but, you know, (laughs) it's cool. Um, It's yellow. It's a yellow book. Okay. And it has a bike wheel on the front. But essentially, and I'm not going to... obvious. It's just such a good story. It's a story about a man who is li- living a mediocre life. Mm-hmm. And these producers... And he had been an author. He had written a book. And these producers come and like talk to him. And they're like, hey, man, we want to like make a story about your life. And he's like, well, I have the most boring life ever. Why would you want to <laughs> do that? And they're like, well, let's like... Like, let's talk about it. And so they start to create this movie about this guy's life. And throughout this process, they start to study what makes a good movie and in turn, like, the big picture of what makes a good life. Mm. And it was so good of the little things, like, what really makes... Like, one of the quotes that stuck with me forever is... They go to a conference to learn about, like, what makes a good movie. And the guy says, um, a good movie is when there's a character who wants something and overcomes conflict to get it. Mm. Any movie that's a good movie has that. Like, where their life is on the line, someone's life is on the line, money's on the line. Like totally. Something huge is on the line and they're willing to do whatever to get it. And whether they achieve it or not, it's that story in between that makes it like a good story. Mm, I see what you're saying. And like going to Paris and getting stuck between. Yeah, it's like whether we would have made it or not, that was like wild. For sure. And there's so many quotes like that, like throughout that book that it made me want to live a better life mm. and live a more movie like life where at the end of the day, like if. They say, like, what would you do every day if there was a camera crew following you around? How would you live your life differently? And it's just give you that perspective of, like, I do want to live, like, a notable life to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do I do that? And so that book was just very perspective-changing. and Interesting. We're going to have to take a look at that book then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to buy a copy. That was one that, like, I stuck with. Like, I read that one. I didn't even listen to it. I read it. Nice. It was a real book. That's hard to do sometimes. 
the amount of books that I've listened to that have been like, maybe I should try and read this, and that just have not been able to make it past the first chapter. Yeah, or you it's listen to half of it, and you're like, okay, am I listening anymore? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. You zone out. There, been, there was one book I remember I started that, I don't know if you've heard of The Silmarillion. It's this book by J.R.R. Tolkien, the guy who makes the Lord of the Rings stuff. Anyway, oh. he uh, he makes this book that's like, it talks about like the creation, essentially. Cool. And I started it like, 15 20 different times getting 10 <laughs> minutes into it being like i don't understand what this is i can't understand the names or anything that's going on it was bad but yeah don't don't listen to that one i probably don't just just avoid the book in general. i probably would never even pick up the lord of the rings so i'll just <laughs> call it good on the gerald token i've just heard won't. i've heard a lot of good things about that book not specifically <laughs> that's why i was like i'll give it a shot no not even gonna yeah, happen yeah one day maybe i'll be i it's one of those things, I'm like, I'd love to be one of those girls that, like, wakes up in the morning and, like, makes a cup of coffee and reads a book, but I just won't <laughs> ever be a book reader. Mm-hmm. And not in the morning, I'll fall asleep. It's hard. It's hard. And you, you give me vibes, because I have ADHD, that you may have some ADHD <laughs> tendencies, <laughs> so I, I could know, see because that. because I fall asleep. Is that ADHD? I do it all the time. Trying to read books or, like, sometimes even just watching, like, YouTube videos or something, I will fall asleep. It, like, Dude, if it I, doesn't catch my attention, I'll fall asleep. I, maybe, you know, I'm going to diagnose myself. I have ADHD. <laughs> you know, I You're fall asleep first. so easily. Fraser's so, like, he's like, how do you, we'll be driving around the point of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I'll lean the seat back a little bit and I'm out. And I'll have dreams. <laughs> like, I'm not just closing my eyes. Like, I will dream in like within 10 minutes that's crazy you can hit rem while driving i hit rem quick i skip all the other steps (laughs) no deep sleep no no light sleep just straight Straight to rem that's interesting yeah i don't know what it is but i've always been like that that's interesting yeah well i've exhausted everything i want to talk to you about amber thank you so much for coming on the podcast where can people find you these days people can find me Physically or mentally. <laughs> or socially. Or socially. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Amber Essie, Amber.Essie. Um, I provide all sorts of content. <laughs> nice. Um, always good stuff. Always good stuff. I, I'm no, like, influencer, but I do like to post stuff that I think is cool, like health stuff and, mm-hmm. I don't know, just the good stuff, travels what not um anyways and then Maisie co you can find me at Maisie.co. cool well look it up and uh and find amber there appreciate you coming on carter always a pleasure yeah for sure do you want to say something i just want to ask if there's anything else that was on your mind amber before we ended this if Um, you had anything else that you wanted to talk about i honestly feel like i've talked way too much (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so glad you gave us all the juicy deets sorry but um i think that I've said everything I want to say, and I hope people have liked listening to it. I'm just happy to be here. I love Carter and Megan, so this is a good old time. Look at all of us. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't know if I have any more thoughts. I just think life is really cool. It's fun to hear everyone's perspectives, and like just having conversations with people is fun. So I appreciate this, and I'm stoked to listen to this i don't know if i could listen to myself talk actually (laughs) but others um yeah peace and blessings thanks for coming on i just really wanted to double check with you see if there's anything else all right cool thanks everybody thanks everybody